Is your business stuck in one spot struggling to grow? Our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator at winninggym.com slash grow has your back. Sign up now for easy wins, no more struggle, just straight growth. You've got this. Now let's head on back to the show. You are listening to the Built to Grow podcast, delivering the knowledge in all things fitness business. We help gym owners win. Here are your hosts, Tim Lyons and Randy Exton. All right, welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast. I'm your host, Tim Lyons, in the studio of Scottsdale AZ. Joined today by Randy Angston. What's up, man? Welcome to headquarters. Vincent Vega. <laughs> <laughs> Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction reference? For, yeah. For if you. you have not seen Pulp Fiction, I feel bad for you. Feel, it's not even It's not even go watch it at this point. I just feel sad that you don't have that in your life by now. I feel bad for you, son. <laughs> <laughs> I got 99 problems. Pulp Fiction ain't watched. <laughs> Pulp Fiction is a great movie. Ugh. Cold classic. This is the, uh, the twister scene where... Uh, Marcellus Wallace wife and Vincent Vega go out and she wants to, he, he's supposed to go take her out on a date, right? And they go to this, uh, the, whatever, the drive. Jackrabbit. Jackrabbit Slims. Slims, And yeah. they do the uh, the twist and shout con. It was a great scene. Don't be a square. Don't be a square. Yeah, such <laughs> a great movie. It's like I four movies in it, one. Yeah, right? oh yeah. Yeah, definitely uh, for the adult variety, that's for sure. Yeah, Vincent Vega. <laughs> <laughs> uh, quick announcement, everybody. We are revamping our coaching program. We are really excited about this. It's, uh, it's in the works. It's not something that's going to happen today. Uh, but we're bringing uh, Coach Zach Columbia onto the ProFit team to kind of take over some of the things, uh, all things coaching. The you know he's got a lot more in the trenches stories mm-hmm. than maybe I have right now because I'm kind of out of the loop a little mm-hmm. bit. So he'll he'll bring some new stuff uh, to the table, some new videos, some new coaching, some switch to semi private, right? And that's uh, that's why a lot of people come to us is, hey, they want to change their model. How do you do it? Yep. And there's a lot of steps to this, and we've been hashing it out over the last couple of days. Even more meetings tomorrow, mm-hmm. uh, but we're excited about it. Uh, just just new updated content. So if you're in our coaching program now, nothing will change there. You'll you'll still get access to this stuff. And um, if you're thinking of being you know coming on board, winningjim.com/slash grow Yes. Yeah, I'm excited for that too because uh, as you said, a lot of gyms are looking for that specific information around transitioning it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the model and uh that's exactly you know that's the heavy stuff that we're weighing in while just giving the revamp to kind of the latest and greatest right zach's in the gym like you're saying every day mm-hmm. and so when it comes to the sales and the the marketing the conversation with clients like we're going right to the source yeah that's great it's, right it's not secondhand info anymore yeah, yeah which which was with me i mean at one point i was in the mix you were at all yeah but progression I still, yeah, progression. All right, so so this episode, guys, comes stems from a question we threw out in the business talk with fitness professionals Facebook group, which was, you know, the the comment was, "Hey, how do you you know balance the the attrition or I'm sure, the retention of your coaches and the uh, the the retention of clients?" Right, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, one of the biggest uh, events that would cause people leaving is change, right? Yes. And, and you know, you lose a coach there's people who are gonna leave. You paint the wall a different color, people are gonna leave. You you remodel the gym and move 
equipment from one side of the gym to the other, people are going to leave. You, you adequate. Like, you literally yeah. just give additions to your members. Somebody It it wakes somebody up, and they decide to leave, it's, right? There's It's crazy. It's a really odd thing that people would leave, even when it's better. But the underlying thing is change. Correct. People, in general, cannot adapt to change. They're very fixed on routines. You throw a, a monkey wrench into it, and then they get all, you know, they, they fall off. Mm-hmm. So we just went through a major remodel here, okay? From from August to November, we made a major change. We changed our name, we changed our paint color, we redid the whole gym, right? Flooring, lighting, you know, equipment, the whole nine. We changed our name, we changed the signs on the building, we changed our pricing. And in the back of our minds, the whole idea is people are gonna love it, yeah. right? Hey, oh my gosh, when, we, when they see this, they're going to love what they see. And we got our ass kicked. <laughs> when I, what I mean by getting our ass kicked is we lost 51 members over a span of three months and it all kind of like orbited around the changes. Mm-hmm. And it took me by surprise. I mean, if I'm being honest with yeah. everybody, our listeners, like, yeah, I, I got my ass kicked. Like, what, what did we do wrong? Like, I look back, what did we do wrong in order to, like, for people to just, just leave on, like that? With yeah. all this great stuff that we felt... They were gonna love, um, and, and don't get me wrong. There's plenty of people that love it. The team loves it. We love it. The, a lot of clients love it. I hear it every day. Oh, dude, love this place. You know, oh, yeah. it's a great. Gym. So, but some people <clears throat> don't. Um, so, kind of give you, kind of give you a backstory. In August, um, we we basically did a state of the union address. Said like, look, guys, we want to give you as much heads up on this as possible over the next, you know, f- I guess four months, five months of the year. What is that? Four months of the yeah. year. We're doing X, Y, Z. We're changing this, and, you know. And part of that was the pricing change, and that's really, pro- you know, some of them was the excuse of the changes in the gym, but most of the people left because of the pricing changes, which is is understandable, right? Absolutely. You, you know, they could, of all things, for them to pick, right? Yeah, of all the things to be sure. picked, right? So, what what we realized we did very, very wrong. Well, let me tell you about the things I thought we did right. What we did right was we were very upfront and we, yep. we basically communicated, over-communicated with everybody. Like, here, here's what's happening. Here's the dates. And then literally every week we would give them updates on the construction, where we on schedule, phase one, phase two, you know, dates to make decisions. It was very transparent. We had signs in the gym. The coaches were talking about it. emails and text messages were going out constantly. And that was one of the things we wanted to focus on. Like, listen, we got to over-communicate mm-hmm. all this stuff because we don't want people to get surprised there's no support there was no surprises right so that was what we felt like we did good what we did bad was the time of the year i just didn't think about it right i was like well we already knew from you know you guys can go listen to the january dirty little secret episodes like people make decisions around their finances around december january mm-hmm. well when do we make all these changes happen december january like we we basically flipped the switch january 1st where they had to decide in december if they were going to go on this one, this one, or this one, as far as the pricing plans. Well, they had to make those decisions, and it was it was hitting Zach like daily. He's like, dude, I, this person's not continuing. Yeah, This person has to think about it still. And, and Zach's like, well, what do, what do they have to think about? We've been talking about this for four months. And training them for how much longer than that, right? Right. We've been training them for five years. <laughs> and now, and we lost some people. Yeah. And, and it was a bloodbath. It was. And it was like every day, like, oh, my gosh, I'm like, what are we doing? Now, all that being said, 
we we somehow some way our delta was even yeah there you go with 51 losses we our delta was even and the reason was the reason the delta was even is because all those summer freezes were camp coming off a of freeze and we gained 50 something clients as we were losing 50 something clients as far as coming off onto membership and off a of membership at the same time it was it blew my mind it's like we lost 51 and we're even how is that even possible? so <laughs> Crazy, crazy story. But the point of this whole episode is times of change drive cancellations, drive mm -hmm. attrition. And one of the <clears throat> biggest events that will drive attrition, which is equal to cancellations in your membership, is a change of your coaches. A coach leaves. Huge. If you lose a coach, somebody that's been working with the same clients for six months, 12 months, two years, and then all of a sudden they're going on to another opportunity, they move, they get married. We've had all of it here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've had uh, of coaches, you know, hey, we're moving to California, getting married. Awesome. Congrats. But, oh, we well, we were used to Christy, and she's yeah. not here anymore, so I'm going to go quit. And it's not that they're going to quit and go try something else. They just don't do anything. Quite often, yeah. Quite often. They just, uh, yeah. and they The just, relationship was, they felt, they felt like the relationship was with the individual, not the business, not the brand, not the training and the programming and all the things that got the result. It was just the individual delivering it. Hey, are you a gym owner whose business is in full swing, pulling in at least steady 30K or more per month, and now you're ready to ask yourself, what is next? Well, the Iron Circle is ready to show you that path forward. As a part of our exclusive community, you'll be surrounded by like-minded, success-driven gym owners just like you who are taking their businesses to the next level. Visit our website, ironcircle.net, to apply to be a part of the next Iron Circle group and let us turn your successful gym into a thriving fitness legacy. All right, let's get back to the show. Yeah, and that's the thing we try to fight. Mm -hmm. all. We, we do everything in our power as gyms, and you should too, to, to limit the relation, not necessarily the relationship, but the, the, the client's perception that the results are coming from the trainer and not the trainee. Yeah, and we'll talk about that for a second because that that's crucial. So within this facility and the things that you guys have gone through that have created kind of that belief and, and follow, th follow through, what are some of the things that you guys do differently that other facilities might, what mistake, you know, might they still be making yeah. when it comes to, you know, that situation? Well, I see it happening daily. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. The number one biggest issue that I see that gyms, they, they leave the training, the programming up to the individual coaches. Mm -hmm. You, th this is what you're selling. You are selling to the public, the, the program and the results that your training program delivers, and you're leaving it up to the individual coaches and it's all different. Well, let's, uh, let's elaborate on that a little bit. There are obviously different types of gyms and gym ownership, trainer relationships, right? We're, we're speaking of the gym owner who owns the business, who employs, you know, employees to train, and the brand ultimately is delivering that service or, or product, right? Now, if you have, if you're the gym owner who has independent trainers that are 1099 and, you know, they're, they're paying you rent to do whatever the hell they want in your four facility, inside the four walls of your facility, that's a little bit different model, right? You don't control the end deliverable. Your job is now selling to trainers, not selling to clients typically. So it's a different model. We're not speaking to that one, you know, in this situation. Well, let me, but, let me stop you. Mm -hmm. There's models that have that trainer gym owner relationship, the 1099, and they try to 
what in the model should be the, the training mm -hmm. coming from the gym level. So that that's a huge mistake. That's what we're seeing, right? We're we, see both, both sides of that, right? Yeah. Whether, whether the gym owner owns the, the, um, the programming and the deliverable and it's executed by that team. We've seen that where the team's executing it, even though it should be on the owner and vice versa, where the, you know, it should be on the trainers to deliver because of their business arrangement, but yet the owner wants to, the control of all of that with a 1099 employees that you don't own. You, can't you don't do own that business. You can't. It's it's such a, yeah. So that's the biggest issue is the, the delivery is uncontrolled. Mm -hmm. It's not systematized. The coaches do whatever they want and there's no sharing of clients between coaches. And it's like this stable of clients belongs to coach A and that's a big problem. It's a risk, but it's also like when that coach leaves, two things happen. The, the clients are just automatically go with the, with the coach because, hey, that's the relationship they have. Yep. But the entitlement of that coach says, hey, I've owned these clients, even though the gym, the business paid for marketing, paying for the rent, they're performing the service with the gym owner's equipment. They take the business and leave. And that that's the biggest, uh, I would say that's the... A great kick in the pants. <laughs> it's a, well, it's a quick kick in the pants, but it's it's the the dirtiest thing about this industry is this trainer client relationship that trainers feel that they they own the the business client business and yeah, the client the book essentially yeah. yeah, and it's dirty man. Oh and, yeah, and it's it it's um, I only see it from the gym owner side because I've never been a trainer from mm -hmm. that on that level working in a facility or anything like that I only see one side of it i try to put myself in the other person's shoes and i still see it in the gym i think the side. only the only way that i could i could i don't want to ju say justify but can kind of understand playing devil's advocate if i was in that position would be in a facility where you are in whether or not it's the right way but like you're employed by the business and the business isn't providing the programming the marketing, they're not doing anything to grow the business. You as a, the trainer, even though you're an employee, are doing all of those things. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. I can kind of understand that, but that we're talking, you know, that's the, the small piece of the pie. You know, how many of those scenarios? It's probably more than you think. Oh, I mean, I'm sure it is, but as, as far as how, you, like I'm saying, on, on the, the spectrum of running a, a, a solid business, yeah. you shouldn't find yourself in that position as a business owner. And if that's the case and that's happening, you screwed up. Yeah, you know I, what I mean, and in, okay. in that it's a little bit more understandable, I guess I should say. Yeah, if that trainer went out, did the programming, which they're probably doing in a lot more cases than not, mm -hmm. but going out and talking to people, getting referrals, getting them signed up, making the sale, doing the marketing, and then the coach leaves, and they, taking those clients with that person, I could see it. I exactly. could see that a justification for that. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. it. Other than that, like at least the way we teach our businesses, hey, the, the the trainers just jobs to facilitate the program that's given to them with the clients that are given to them on the equipment that's given to them. Just make it a great session. Don't hurt anybody. Exactly. That's it, right? Um, but so so there's a few things that we try to do to kind of combat. Hey, we 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 love the the client coach relationship being personal. We like it. You know, there, there's no way to stop it. Right? Sure. Anyway, absolutely. We want that coach to care about the clients. We want to know what's going on in their lives. We want to make sure that they're communicating even outside the gym. And it's a tough balancing act to say, hey, 
well, wait a minute. Now they're going in to coffee now, and now they're going and hanging out on the weekends together. And now wait a, whoa, whoa, pump the brakes. There's nothing you can do. There's, you can put it in your policies and all this stuff, but it's just, it's going to happen organically. The, the thing that we try to do is, is threefold. Number one, we, we make it very clear uh, in the beginning how this operation works, but that aside, in the operations of the business, we, we try to mix and match the clients with the coaches. Mm -hmm. Let's get these clients working with two different coaches, three different coaches. How do we do that? Well, if there's two coaches on the floor, they are, hey, let's just switch these clients today. You know, and, and well, why would you do that? The client likes the coach A. Well, listen, hey, it, you know, they, they should like both coaches. Absolutely. If the, we're, doing our, them to, <laughs> we're doing our job, both deliveries should be identical we're doing our job, right? We flip uh, uh, shifts, right? Hey, morning, afternoons, every every like six, eight months, hey, we're gonna flop those schedules. We, we, we talk through it and yeah. give the coaches plenty of time to adjust their lives and stuff like that. We'll swap them. Um, the, Zach will run out there and coach a session. Hey, take a break, I got this. Getting in the middle of some of this yep. stuff, that'll Hearing happen. Hearing some of the chatter, get, yeah, oh yeah. Just to jump in, get a pulse on the situation, what's going on, so those are all these things. And then the last thing is, if you could cultivate a, a teamwork approach to this gym with the coaching staff through trainings, through education, through team meetings, making sure that these uh, coaches are in a place where they want to be, getting paid, they like their lifestyle, they have shifts, you're not trying to get them to come in at five, six, seven, eight in the morning, like, oh, hey, by the way, I need you at five, six, seven, eight at night. That's not doable. It's going to burn them out. Yeah. So there's all these things you could try to do to combat that. But at the end of the day, you can't stop. And it's just going to happen eventually. And, and it's happened to us a million times. So we have a good friend in the industry, Rick Mayo. He said, hey, if there's a coach that's in your four walls for like three or four years, you need to fire them anyway because they're getting stale, right? And they should be moving on anyway. Like, you know, trainers, they, there's this progression in this industry. Like within the four walls of your business, you may not go up any higher. Be, yeah. Absolutely. You're basically going to get this. This is this is the, I guess not the lowest level of the totem pole, but this is like a limited growth opportunity. This, you know, you're going to be here. You're yeah. going to get paid up to this, and then eventually, like you're, if you want to grow anymore, you're going to have to go somewhere else. Hey, 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 Tim Lyons here. Look, I know running a gym day in and day out can be a challenge. It's often hectic and stressful. But remember, you are not alone. And if you ever feel weighed down by the pressure and you're searching for a lifeline, we've got just the thing. I would love to invite you to our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator program at winninggym.com slash grow. Listen, it's designed to give you tangible results. It transforms your struggle into sustainable growth, and it is a game changer for so many gym owners out there. Again, that's winninggym.com slash grow. Check it out, and let's turn those day-to-day -day challenges into triumphs. All right, now let's get back to the show. And I think that should be the kind of the understanding. I mean, as an owner of your business, employing other people, you know, there, there should be staff development goals, right? And, and in time, those, those, that development leads to paths that either take them outside of the facility or, you know, for the next level of their growth, mm -hmm. maybe they do step in and want to open up their gym. Let's hope that they don't do it, you know, down the damn street, but you know, the progression of them as an individual, those are things that we should support as business owners and looking downward in our, you know, down, yeah. down the line. Yeah. Well, I can't remember the, what's that old, that saying is, um, somebody just repeated recently, I think in that group, um, something like what, what happens when I, you know, I train them up and they leave. Well, what happens if you don't train them up and they stay? Yeah. And it's that is, quote. yeah, exactly. Equally as damaging 
at the end of the day, I'd rather have systems in place, understanding in place, um, know how to mitigate, you know, those types of loss situations, put some things in, in the business that control as much of the control as we can uh, to mitigate that, some of that loss. And, and, and really, that's, that should be the objective, not never letting something like that happen. Correct. And the perception that the clients have when a coach leaves should be dictated by the gym. For example, you know, Coach A took a great opportunity. We're so happy for him or her. Uh, we're, we're don't worry, clients. We've got you taken care of with these three things that we're doing. Um, you know, we wish him the best of luck. You know, and that communication coming from the gym is going to help. Oh, well, this they left on good terms. There's always gossip and chatter. And if you let the coach dictate the communication, this is happening in a gym uh, we're working with, the coach is telling the clients why he's getting pulled off a certain schedule or why he's leaving. Oh, yeah. And they're always going to paint the gym as the bad guy, yeah. no matter what. I'll give you a, one last example of a situation that happened to me early in the game. We had a great coach, great coach. Um, military guy, real dedicated, real, you know, he was, he was great, man. I mean, everybody loved him. He worked with almost every client at some level. Um, he ended up having a surgery, got hooked on like painkillers. Right. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know it at the time. Right. I didn't, was, I wasn't smart enough to like, look at the, the warning signs, but the guy was like glossed over half the day and it got worse and worse and worse. Like now it, it was finally known. I knew it was yeah. going on. Had that talk, you know, hey man, this is a problem. We got to get you some help. Let's, let's, you know, I'm going to call, you know, had the wife, the wife even was calling me. Yeah. We were having this discussion. It was like, hey. And I'll vouch, it wasn't like a, you figured it out and you hit, you know, it was a hit the bricks thing. You know what I mean? No. I was there at the time. It was, it was, yeah, I mean, you open up, you know, your arms like, hey, like you're a family. Like we, what can we do to. Yes, I was to, very, to, I was very yeah. concerned for this guy. You cared yeah. just as much about him and, hit, you know, where he was as, as, the business itself yeah i went yeah. out of my way i yep. um we had lawn talks we we put them on probations we actually got him help and i went to those counseling meetings with him sat next to him with counseling yeah. to try to get this guy off of this uh, off of this stuff because i carried I me mean, listen man he was he was a good dude like yeah. whatever you know he, he he got off of it for a while a couple months go on and like it, it seems like it's happening again Okay, so I had him do a little piss test. Like we, we agreed in writing, like this is what we're gonna do. And he wouldn't take the test. He finally did. Obviously he was off the off the yeah. rails, over the top, like, you know. So I had to fire him after two tests that he failed. And, and it's weird, like, hey, you're piss testing your coach? No, I mean, it was, it was a caring thing. It was like, hey man, this guy's helped so many clients in our gym. Like, let's help this guy. Well, you, get, you gave him a lot, uh, you know, you gave him the opportunity to Write, write his own ship, right? Yeah. And, you know, it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't just like, hey, hit the bricks, you screwed up. No. The no. agreement, and then the agreement was mutual. Hey, if you're going to, if you're going to come back and you're going to be able to do this. Yep. These are the, these are the standards. You have to protect, you do have to protect your four walls of the business. And ultimately that is what was right for him. Yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't like you were asking him to go do something that was, you know, hurting him at the end of the day. No, this is where he needs to be. And he agreed to that. Yeah. It was he failed to execute. He failed to execute. So finally, we had to let him go. Yeah. And wouldn't you know, all these clients leave with him. And again, I kept this hush-hush with the clients. I didn't want this getting out. This, sure. is, this is a very personal, personal yeah. situation. He took dozens of clients, or the, the clients left with him. I was painted as such a bad guy. I fired him. I didn't give him a severance. 
I blindsided him. I was like the enemy number one. Knowing, you know, all oh, the yeah. stuff I did. Oh, right? yeah. No matter what, the gym's going to be paying. That, that, but because the communication was coming from him directly to the clients, wouldn't you know, less than two or three months later, all these clients come flooding back in. He stole my money. He didn't ever service me. He disappeared. He had me pay him in full. And, of course, long story short, the guy's, I think he's in jail, whatever it was. I mean, it's still, he, he's known in this area pretty yeah. well. Like, a lot of people still like the guy. But, you know, it does, doesn't matter what you do as a gym. You're going to be painted as the bad guy when a coach leaves unless you control the narrative. Back then I was so young, I didn't know any different. Sure. I thought these clients, and I was protecting him by not telling anybody. Like I was, hey, it's a personal thing. I just, yeah. you know, we, we just went our separate ways. Yeah. yeah, it was a personal thing. You know, like that's what I was telling the clients. I should have told them the truth. Say, man, you know, you're lucky this guy is alive right now. There was a time that like the, uh, I'm not gonna get into any of it. Anyways, I'll, another day, another story for another time. But the point of is you have to control that communication. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we have a, we have a letter that we have, if a coach leaves for whatever reason, we, we have it all broken down. We let the clients know way in advance. Again, change is hard for clients, yeah. right? Change is hard. So what did we learn? We learned don't make price change adjustments at the <laughs> end of the year. Stupid. Um, what did we learn? No matter what you do and how pretty this place is, somebody's not going to like and we heard it i don't like the color blue I, that was a reason somebody quit i don't like the lighting that was another reason somebody quit you know i mean that's what they said sure. i don't know if that was the real reason but anyways the point is no matter what you do you're you got to control the the delivery on all levels you know, if a coach leaves you have to control the narrative you try to keep your coach as long as possible eventually the, the path for growth for them is probably outside the gym. Mm -hmm. So you just have to be aware um, and, and communicate as best you can to the clients. I mean, there's nothing else you can do. Yeah. Ultimately it's all about mitigating loss. You know what I mean? You can, you, you have to expect it. There's a, it's like a restaurant, right? Like you, you have your, the, the, your inventory, right? You've got all of the food. I don't give, give a damn if it's a bar, if it's a restaurant, there's a percentage of loss that happens no matter what. Right. And this is kind of like this situation is the same thing. You have to understand that you will take some loss, some degree. Yep. And it's controlling the controllables. What are, what are, what's within your control, whether it be communication, whether it be the systems and the setup and the structure of it, um, whether it be, you know, the actual who's doing the responsibilities, you know, programming and things like that. Like all of these things as a business owner, this is your control. Yes. These are the things that are on your plate to decide how to go about, how to think about. And if you can instill systems, like Tim said, I mean, he's literally has an email drafted, ready. You know, it's a, it's a, like a template, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you can fill in any reasonings and things like that, edit it up, but you have something to fall back on that's the same each time because we can then predict a similar result. Yeah. And that's the whole biggest thing about systems is you, it's, it's, it's trying to replicate the outcome we're looking for. No surprises. Exactly. And most of the time, most of the time, I mean, we talk to gym owners hundreds of times a week, you know, most of the times, those are the fires they're putting out, right? It's something like that that catches them. And then all of a sudden, boom, it's all their time and attention goes to this. Everything else fails. Well, if a coach comes to you and says, you know, Hey Tim, you know, appreciate everything, but you know, next month's gonna be my last month. 
no problem. Run Here we play. go. Run the play. Run, yeah. Right. Run the play. You, you're not. You're not stressed about it. I mean, it comes with a level of stress, but you're not backed into a corner. You're not trying to put out fires in every single direction. You know, to go run the play that provides clarity, stability, mm-hmm. a predictable result, and you come out the other end. You know, with as much of a win as you can. There you go. Mitigate the loss. So. Hopefully that helps you guys. I know everybody kind of deals with this on some level, but whether it's a coach leaving or change in general, pricing, all that stuff. Um, like Randy said, like you got to control, mitigate those losses as best as possible. If you guys need help with anything, winninggym.com slash grow. That's the link to go to. Go check that out. Uh, pop your info in and book a call with Randy and we'll, uh, we'll be able to help you there. So that's it for this episode. Until next time, keep changing lives. We'll see you on the next one. Bye. All right. And thank you for listening to that episode of the Built to Grow podcast where we help gym owners win. Now, do you want to connect with me and other gym owners online? All you need to do is join our private Facebook group, Business Talk with Fitness Professionals. Just head on over to Facebook and type in Business Talk with Fitness Professionals. And when you do, We're going to give you our 10 marketing strategies seven-figure gym owners use to win. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Until then, keep building something great.